Hey guys, this is Naomi from Will Graves Naomi and Living Brightly LLC. This is technically my fourth podcast. The other one is being edited. The third one, as we speak, might take a little longer to get out. Oh my god, that's so strong. (laughs) Today I have my good friend Delilah (laughs) on air with me. She is currently burning the whole bundle of sage (laughs) and it's wafting my direction. Delilah, introduce yourself so they don't think that I am making up a friend. And <laughs> <laughs> like this, which is lonely. <laughs> uh, definitely not made up. Uh, not even if you could try. Yeah. But it's nice to meet you all. It's nice to be here <laughs> with a friend. It's so strong. Can we move it? Today we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, also, I need you to make sure you're projecting your voice and your mics in a good spot. <laughs> as, as you as you bat, I don't think <laughs> move, it, move it a little bit then. Thank you, Miss Delilah. I've talked. No, <laughs> Sassy. I've talked about Delilah in a few of the, of the other episodes. Um, it's great to be talked about. <laughs> you said you'd listen to them. Do you notice that I brought you up? I a do. tad, a tad bit, just a baby tad. Yeah, I heard, I heard my name. <laughs> well, no, I heard you talk about it a few times. Yeah, so um, as you know, the podcast is pretty spiritual, or the basis of it is spiritual. And my friend Delilah is the one that helped wake me up spiritually. She pulled me from the matrix, so they say. She's cheesing at me right now. Um, <laughs> so we have a list of things we want to talk about. And um, we're just going to talk about it. We're going to go with the flow. This may be 12 minutes. It may be two hours. We don't know. <laughs> it's not going to be 12 minutes. It's not going to be 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be 12 minutes. And um, we laugh quite a bit. So there is likely going to be 95% laughter and 5% talking. Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing what I can to be a gracious co-host. Co-host? <laughs> <laughs> Presumptuous, like. I meant that. You didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first topic. <laughs> Do you want to start with your one of yours first? We all not we each have our own list of things that we've pre-approved. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, since it is a spiritual podcast, we can start out by talking about what has been the catalyst of our spiritual journeys. Talk about it a little bit about that. You want to go first? <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so for me is a little bit different than Naomi's and the fact that mine happened after a mushroom trip (laughs) 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 and not a meeting. (laughs) I'm sure this laughter is very loud. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) who looks around? How was the mushroom trip? What did it reveal for you? It, I have never before 
like we've talked about it before this mm-hmm. that we both grew up in religious Christian households. Yeah. So I had never before that experience felt that immense amount of love from God and from Source. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> we can't do this. Um, were you laughing because I, d- I just put my chapstick on? <laughs> no, I was laughing because you were laughing. <laughs> like, what's going on here? I'm like over here like I thought you were going to laugh because I was putting my chapstick on. No. Okay. As you can see that we have no basis for our laughter, so we don't apologize. Sorry, not sorry. I but apologize a little bit, yeah. As, as my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> as, as your gracious <laughs> Um, yeah, so for me, I guess I'll talk about me and then interject whenever you feel like you want to or have something to say. <laughs> I grew up Christian. I was never, I never really resonated with me to be very Christian. I always felt like distant from it. Well, the rest of my family was super into it. My sister was an ordained minister. My mom is going to do, like theology classes and stuff. Yeah. But m- mind you, neither of them are religious anymore. They both have like, quote unquote, woken up spiritually and are very much in alignment with the things that I believe and think now. Um, yeah, it's just like the rest of my family is just very religious. And, yeah, I, I guess it never resonated with me to think I needed to be saved by someone, whereas I think that's the, the bulk of religion is having this figure that's going to save you when you need to. For me, I think for both of us, we want to save ourselves <laughs> and not put stock or faith in, in this other entity. I think that's really that's an interesting insight about about Christianity about religion I think it's very interesting (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get Delilah to like project her voice a little bit more but she just moved the microphone closer and I don't think that's gonna that's not the same thing (laughs) not to your throat (laughs) your throat cords the idea of being saved. I think that it sometimes it can go a little bit beyond you know this savior figure. Yeah. I think sometimes it's more about what we get out of dogma. Mhm. And time I hang out with Delilah, I always get a headache from laughing too much, and we've, it's been like a good hour or so, yeah, like a good hour, um, or so since I've been here, maybe two hours, 
and I'm just now getting a headache. And we've laughed like at least an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> but yeah, moving on. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, and I, what I would add to that was would be people thinking that they have to save other people. Because I've run into people, like religious people, it didn't matter like where they fell on that spectrum of like religion. They thought that because I wasn't religious that I had to be saved. Like they had to help me. And yeah. I think like e- even on your spiritual journey, like it was on my list to talk about. <laughs> um, when you're, when you first start your spiritual journey, you like have, you have this thing to like fix people or to save them yourself. Or rather like for me, I, huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to ignore the awkward, little awkward pause. I might edit it out. I might. I'm probably not going to edit it out. I'm not going to, this is probably going to be really long. But yeah, so you have the thing of wanting to save <laughs> people and project your your vision or your your journey, your experiences on other people. And as, when I say you, I mean me. Um, I very much was someone that would like send people the same videos that I found very interesting. And I would like send them to like my closest friends and people. And it's, you know, it's not gonna resonate with everybody. What I'm going through isn't gonna resonate with everybody. And it took me a while to be okay with that. Um, it wasn't something that I like really fully progressed from, <laughs> from until like after, like a few months after we stopped talking the first time. Or I guess the only time, because we've only had, Oh, so let's preference this, by the way. Like, so we became friends in, was it like, the concert was in May. So I think we became, we went, so. <laughs> March 2019. I'm doing a bad job of explaining this. So we were introduced by um, a coworker of mine at the time. <clears throat> and I worked at a, a different hotel than I work at right now. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying, you have to meet um, Asia. And Asia is now Delilah. <laughs> Wiggles eyebrows. <laughs> Wiggles eyebrows. Um, and Asia came, Delilah came into my job. But we actually went to the same high school at the same time. She, you were the grade above me, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm your older than you. I'm your elder. <laughs> so to speak. Nuna? <laughs> Little Korean inside joke. For anybody that's probably, I don't have it, probably any Korean listeners or anybody that's interested in Korean stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, you were the great about me, and, like, I remember, like, knowing who you were, but we just, we talked, we weren't in the same circles. Um, so, yeah, we, be, we got introduced, and then we became friends, because we wanted to go to the BTS concert together in Jersey. <laughs> BTS brought us together. <laughs> Thank you. Jungkook. <laughs> just drunk actually you started out as a Zyuki fan I did so. yeah he was my bias and then uh, Taeyong when you were <laughs> I still remember you being like just admit that Jungkook's your bias or I'll punch you in the throat <laughs> I mean it was, it was getting very suspicious at the end at the end of all of just that a just a tad just a tad a lot of pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I remember you pointing out that I used to like kiss my phone with pictures of him as my background in front of you, and I think about how cringe that is now. We had a birthday party for him. <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> we had a 
birthday party. Like we play this shit. We you you I made the cake, but you put the icing on there, right? Because yeah. I couldn't do it in Korean. And then we got Korean food, and I like pre-approved us using um, a meeting space at the hotel that I worked at um, as a celebration space. And what did we watch? I think we watched Love. Si- did we watch Love Simon? I think we yes, did. We watched Love Simon. And that's not gay at all. (laughs) It was it was all around the very gay thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) Gay times were had by all. The food was just a tad. But yeah, I still have. I don't know if you know. I still have the videos up. (laughs) My Instagram. I couldn't bring myself to delete them. I still have the other one. Um, do you remember that, like, appreciation post I made for you? That, like, you saw it that one time we went to the coffee shop. And you didn't know that I made it. Because I didn't tag you in it. Do you remember that? You know what I'm talking about? The sunflower picture? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's still up there. Like, when we stopped, we stopped talking. So, okay. I'm getting I'm all, all over the board for this. So, we have a complicated relationship. <laughs> I think that that's the most <laughs> concise way yeah. of saying how... We've come in and out of each other's lives. Yeah, because we can't go over everything. We would be here for like two hours. Yeah. And in just our relationship alone, we've had a very... Tumultuous. Yeah. (laughs) Very in and out. Yeah. Which is another thing in and of itself that we were going to talk about at some point. I don't know if you want to bring it up now or should we... We never actually finished talking. Did we finish talking about the religious thing? Did you have more to say on it, or? Um, as far as, well, I think just going back to spiritual awakenings and mm-hmm. spiritual journeys, it was a very synchronistic and powerful thing, meeting each other. Yeah. So uh, I do want to say that I needed you to, you needed to be where you were to help me get to where I needed to be. If that makes sense. Because Aww. you... <laughs> because you did... You pulled me from the Matrix. And it, but people that don't really understand that term is, like, basically spiritually waking somebody from, like, societal norms and stuff like that. So they can go on their own journey. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I credit you a lot, which I've told you before, for, like, my journey so far. I think it would have happened... Even if we didn't meet how we met, we, like, things would have still, like, happened. You know what I mean? Um... I think even if we didn't meet how we met, yeah. we would have met. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little appreciation of each other in, uh, in low lighting. <laughs> that, that sounds so cute. <laughs> We're not on a date or anything. We... <laughs> Not that there's like little fairy lights surrounding <laughs> <laughs> it. Oracle cards. That's a nice segue to Oracle cards. It, yeah, it's you know, a very. You want to talk about? Yeah, you got into Oracle cards. Let's get to the Oracle cards. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it first? Um. So I remember doing tarot for you mm-hmm. all those years ago. <laughs> now and um, two years ago. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um doing tarot for you and 
I guess I'll speak a little bit about my history with doing tarot. Yeah. I started probably when I was a teenager, initially. <laughs> and uh, I just have always been fascinated by witches and yeah. things that I can't understand. You And you have a very different, like way you got into your spirit journey than me because you were doing other stuff you were doing like kind of hoodoo stuff too a little bit mm-hmm. and some other stuff right yeah so I've always been interested in divinatory practices mm-hmm. um and witchcraft so I started out doing spells <laughs> and writing things down and I've always kind of had dreams or a sense of knowing intuition stuff yeah, yeah. so my intuition has only gotten stronger as I've gotten older and so I started doing tarot, and I got more serious about it, and more serious about the interpretations of it. And I felt, for the time where I was in my life, that it kind of coincided with the fact that I'm very interested in science and very interested yeah. in understanding the mind. So I felt like, and at that time I was also doing <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I saw it as a way to access and unlock things in the brain about what your journey is. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had wanted to give that to you yeah. when I first when I first did your tarot. Which was like really interesting because I think I think I do you remember if I had that crystal deck before we met? Or if I ever talked about it or had it So you told me that you had gotten a deck from okay. someone yeah. who had been gifted a deck yeah. and and you knew kind of the lore about the oh, fact that yes. you're supposed to be gifted yes. your decks. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because I that's when I did that reading, that specific reading, and got the lore mark. <laughs> we don't talk about that too. <laughs> so my neighbor is a herbalist, and she gifted me um, an oracle deck, or crystal oracle deck, thank you. And um, I used it like a, a very few times, but every time that I used it, it was really resonated. And I had a reading done... I think maybe once or twice before that throughout the years from other people. Uh, and they all resonated, every every freaking one. <laughs> so for me, I think I really got on my Oracle deck journey after we parted because I, I think I told you this, that I was leaning on you a lot for my spiritual journey. <laughs> because you, you were already so far along and you already knew a lot more than I did. <clears throat> so I was like, I've never told her this, but I was definitely intimidated by how quickly (laughs) she was starting to gain knowledge about things. Really? Yeah. I think, I think there, I was very much an ego at that time, Mm -hmm. so it's like, I think I became kind of insecure that (laughs) I would be surpassed as a teacher. Really? And I didn't understand at, at that moment that the relationship was a teacher for me, so. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Because I, I told you, like, when we came back together, like, a few months ago, that the first reading that I did for you, I felt like I needed to be on my P's and Q's because I wanted to impress you because you were already so much, like, more ahead of me, and you, like, helped me further my journey by us, like, splitting apart. Yeah. <laughs> And that's one of those things where you just can never tell where someone's mind is. Mm -hmm. And you can't 
I mean, sometimes you can. Yeah. But we all deal with certain insecurities yeah. when it comes to anything about ourselves. And For sure. So I think that's cute. <laughs> Cute is a word for it. <laughs> Don't know if that's the right one. <laughs> oh, did you just get those? They're cute. I hope that it's not going to stain, is it? I don't think so. Okay. I just dropped hibiscus tea on my pants. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because of my light roast attitude. Gemini. Gemini. Attitude. Gemini energy. I mean, I guess you were, that was meant to fall, and you weren't meant to, like, put the top on. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm always right. Just kidding. <laughs> Do you have something you want to say? Because <laughs> I had water in my mouth at the time that she said she's always right, and I would like to say that is mostly a lie. It's mostly a lie. 99% <laughs> a lie. Yeah, mostly a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they heard you, like they would know what the fuck you just said. Okay. <laughs> it was hello in Korean. <laughs> okay, well, I guess maybe because we keep tiptoeing around it, so I think maybe we should talk about it, or it keeps coming up in our other Korean. No. Union. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about that at all on this. No, we haven't, but, like, things that, like, the little notes that I made about are similarities. Oh, yeah. So, before coming on here and being able to talk to you guys, we had had a conversation earlier. We did. (laughs) Okay, so if you guys don't know... (laughs) I keep biting my mouth because I'm nervous. I'm like... Sorry. If you guys don't know what a twin flame is, it's basically an oversoul. <laughs> Please don't make that face while I'm trying to talk. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> it's an oversoul split to two bodies, and like their purpose is to come here to Earth to help raise the vibration of the planet, to help people spiritually wake up, to help people just to get on their spiritual journeys, however that looks for them, and just to like like learn unconditional love, self love, and like. Yes, because it's a soul over a soul split into two bodies. <laughs> the relationship is very intense, and there's usually a runner and a chaser. And they usually come, <laughs> they usually come together. One is usually spiritually awake before the other person, and that other person helps the other the other twin or whatever spiritually wake up, and then they split parts, split ways to like do individual soul growth, and they come back together. And sometimes the, it's very back and forth. And that's, I mean, that rings true for what we have already said. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the purpose of Twin Flames. And Miss Delilah and I have, like, toggled back and forth whether or not we're actually Twin Flames. Um, and this is funny because I brought this up to her, or the things that I've been experiencing. I'm not going to say what they were. <laughs> but last, like, two years ago. And she was like, do you know what Twin Flame is? And I don't think it was quite like that, but... It probably was like that. I would hope that it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> we were eating dinner. And you dropped me right there. <laughs> <laughs> we were eating dinner, and she was like, do you know what Tim Blaine is? It was probably like, just like that. Probably what it was. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's that. 
They're probably going to dislike that, too. Um, and then you told me. <laughs> and I remember telling you, like, a few months ago, like, funny how you brought this up and then didn't tell me that you thought we could have been as you brought it up. But you, you were very much like, well, I didn't want to impose that upon you if that's not... Like, I wanted you to come to that conclusion if that's what you were going to think on your own, which I appreciated because I wouldn't, at the time I was very much against it. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember vividly. I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, there's been a lot of, I th- so I think the dynamic of being in and out of each other's lives and not in a karmic way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like... It felt karmic when we split. Or rather... I no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> a little smile. For me, I was like, I'm done with this bitch. <laughs> but, like, I still very much was like, oh, I like I appreciated you. And I would talk to everybody about every soulmate that came to my life about you and, like, what you did for me. <laughs> and it wasn't until like I, th- I forgot who it was it was one of my last beta readers who was like the last soulmate that came into my life um no who was it, it I think it was somebody else someone new but I don't think they were there for long oh yeah it was this this person that I met on Tayami Tayami app dating app queer dating app and like I don't think that I told them about you and that was like the moment when I was like well I just got to the place where I haven't told Asia about like anybody about Asia and like that experience and I was like this is odd but I felt like it was from a, a place of growth because maybe I think I was saying it because I wasn't like over necessarily the the stuff there you know what I mean but yeah go ahead interject <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think it's, I don't think it's interjecting if it's being offered if I'm being offered to say okay um you have the floor yeah so think at the time that we split, I primarily felt I wasn't at a place where I was ready to grow. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, she's a person that gives a lot of constructive feedback <laughs> about who you are. You just want to say Gemini? She's a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> She, she has very strong communication on yeah. everything that you do, Gemini. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So I think some of the ways that you were doing your best to give me love, mm-hmm. give me friendship, was to let me know how I was fucking up. <laughs> 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 and I know, I know that sounds like, I know that sounds harsh. But, but it, it, I guess. I was delivering it in a very tough love way back then. I think I think you were delivering it in a way that was probably partially out of frustration because you see mm-hmm. people's biggest potentials and mm-hmm. when they're not living up to that, I think it irritates your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes, it does. It really does. You just you <laughs> highlighted something I didn't even like know that was there. Yeah. yeah. So I think that you were <laughs> just trying to push me to a place where I could be the best version of myself, and I was still ready to be garbage. <laughs> so, yeah, I think 
even writing. So like when we were <laughs> after <laughs> after coming back together, because we did have like a miniature falling out after and a cake <laughs> <laughs> a hardship. Yeah. Uh, we did have a minor falling out and then came back together and writing was so much easier and like feeling creative was easier and during that first split. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah, right after that, like first coming back together and having the energy of being on the rooftop like surrounded by some flowers. Oh, yeah. And it just felt oh, like yeah. so much movement was happening in life and feeling super optimistic. That was August, right? Because that was the time my friend Lindsay was moving to New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when I think I started going to that location. Yeah. Um, we were both starting creative projects. Mm-hmm. And you were picking up an older one, trying to revive it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to put some lifeblood into an old horse. <laughs> <laughs> doing my best to it's an interesting story though yeah and it's it's being told now in a different format which is still gonna be really interesting thank you yeah thank you yeah but no like I think you were just making me better and I wanted to not be have no parts of that yeah <laughs> right. and then we came back together after a very long time it was a good year it was a year in like two months. No, because it was. You got it by the month. Because <laughs> we stopped talking in October of 2019, mm-hmm. and then it was before Halloween. Because I remember, like, we were like, I think you wanted to do acid on Halloween, and I was like, I didn't want to do it, but I was like, I'll watch you. <laughs> watch over you. <laughs> oh, it was probably something crazy. I was still in a moment of. I thinking, remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> I don't remember the exact day, but it was in October. It was like early mid to October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we didn't come back into contact. Was it January? Late January or early February? January. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, February. Was early it? February. Was it February 1st? Yeah. I think so. Was it? Yeah. No, it was Valentine's Day. Because I remember I was like, <laughs> it was Valentine's Day, bitch. I'm pretty sure. We'll have to go back and to you like some lonely hearts club. <laughs> we'll have to like check <laughs> Just hit you up with the late night. <laughs> what you up to? <laughs> Hope you're good. You up? <laughs> Well, I should uh, also say that I thought about, like, reaching out prior. Like, I was going to do it, I thought I thought about it, like, early of last year. And I, and I was going to do it around October. It was, like, an anniversary, kind of. <laughs> so it's just me stop talking. <laughs> you thought about it a little bit. I thought about it, like, for months. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. If we, I, don't, I didn't, I shouldn't know if you wanted me to reach out or not. So I, I didn't do it. And I, I was like, well... I might bring them some closure, but I was like, I don't want to impose my <laughs> will or whatever on you if you didn't want to reach me, you know what I mean, or me to reach out, so yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> but I'm glad that you did, though. That- 
<laughs> I'm glad you put yourself on the be vulnerable. <laughs> Me? Could never. Could never do that again. <laughs> and um, so I guess we should also say, like, Twin Flames, they have, they share a lot of, like, life experience, similar life experiences and attributes, I guess. But there's always supposed to be one that has more leading masculine energy and one that has more leading feminine energy. And to also say that everything and everybody in nature has both of those traits and energies, so nobody's like one or the other. Are you admitting live on this podcast that you think we're twin flames? We've talked that, we said we both said that we don't know. At length, we have talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it, but you have never given me an answer whether you definitively think so or not. I don't know, I feel that there's <clears> a, <throat> an angling in your speech. What? <laughs> little angling. Is there? (laughs) Is there? Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, we said we were going to talk about this on the podcast. That's true. Uh, Let's do a percentage. Like, what percentage do you think that we are? Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. I think we're 95 to 96 or 7. Okay, 95 to 98%. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. You? (laughs) What do I think? Yeah. What do I think when we have things such as <laughs> parents and common? Okay, so you're saying 100. Friends in common. Or are you saying 100%? Life instances. Okay, that's yes, yes. Certain traumas. Yeah. Food. Stuff, yeah. Um, <clears throat> business things. Similar statures, honestly. Yeah. We've been mistaken for sisters. <laughs> During that time, yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> the good old tortoise shell. <laughs> good old tortoise good, shell. Good old boxy tortoise shell. Keep it, keep it classy. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we should talk about the things that percentage wise, I'm gonna go okay, ahead yeah. and say 100. percent Okay, I'm glad that you said that because I was I was at two percent was like mm, decreasing by every. It was. I'm glad. I was. All of a sudden, at eighty-eight <laughs> percent, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You're like as soon as I say a hundred, as soon as you say a hundred, I'm gonna retract mine. Eighty-eight <laughs> percent. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a hundred percent. Okay, thank you. Thank you for validating me. I see you. You see me. I see you. Um. So yeah, let's go down the list. So we have very similar relationships with food. <laughs> um, where we both have binged, eat, eaten, ate. I don't know English. Um, <laughs> do you want Chinese food? I do want Chinese. Do you want food. order? As soon as you said food, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, a light went off. <laughs> right okay, here. do you want to pause and then we can order food? Yeah, let's pause. Okay, um, we're gonna pause it. We're gonna pause for food and then come back and talk about binge eating after we got <laughs> a little bit of it. So we have ordered the food, um, and now we actually have to talk about food. I don't know what the fuck was just on my finger. (laughs) (laughs) That was intense. I think it was a piece of plastic from the coffee. It might have been, or a bug, obscure bug, I don't know. It's great, by the way. Thank you for bringing it. Yeah. She struggled to get Starbucks delivered, so I was like, I'm just going to (laughs) bring a little triggered there. Oh, no. (laughs) So I brought, all right, iced coffee, which I brought, I bought the other day, I brought yesterday at the store because I was like, it might be fun to have that for the podcast. 
So I bought it anyway for that. Wow, that's and then crazy. Then you were like, oh, spring, you're not going to make it Starbucks. And I was like, okay, you didn't want my cheap coffee. Oh, no. You didn't know that I was going to bring it, so. I didn't. That's awesome. Yeah. Message. <laughs> so our, our journeys with food, um, I guess I had a very, we both have very tumultuous relationships with food as far as binge eating and things of that nature. And I think mine started from like a, pretty young age because I, I my youngest memory of feeling like I was overweight and fat was I think first grade oh yeah because really? I remember like stretching I was sitting on this round table and I was stretching and I remember my shirt wrote up and then I know that this this kid like went under the table to like tie a shoe or something like that if he dropped something and then I remember thinking oh my god he saw my stomach <laughs> wow. that was my earliest memory of it wow. yeah and then my, I guess, like, I don't want to see my family perpetuate anything, but, um, I just remember, like, in high school and stuff, always, even in middle school, I always felt bigger, and then, my, once I gained weight in high school, my family thought I was pregnant, because I gained so much weight, and I, yeah, like, you're kidding, I'm not kidding, no, they thought I was pregnant, and I, that was such a big, like, thing for me, um, for like you insecurity. Great. Thanks. Like, that's yours. for my insecurities though. It was just like they think I'm pregnant. Like that is you know what I mean? And that happened I think twice. But yeah. That family members just pointing out, Oh my god, you gained so much weight. What's what's going on? Like you know how they would say it like insinuating. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that. And my grandmother like flat out told me she thought she thought, yeah. So there that? that has to be so difficult to hear coming from people that are your family. That yeah, especially my grandmother, because she, she raised me, and she's always made comments. Like, I remember talking to one of my friends the other day, like, I guess a few weeks ago, about how, like, my grandmother, I came home from work, my grandmother was talking to one of our neighbors, and I ordered, I think it was Panera or something, and she was like, oh, you didn't get me anything. And then she was like, it wasn't that that she said it was, like, snide. It was like, she's vegetarian, but I don't know why. But in a way, that was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Little things like that, they add up. And I, I think my, my second epi- episode was about her, my grandmother, saying things that, just hurtful things that add up. And cause I, I know it's not about me, it's about her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've talked to her about this stuff, so so I don't care if this gets back to her because I've talked to her about this and she still does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at this point, it's on you. Proje- <laughs> like harmful projections and ways that people have themselves been projected on issues that they have, the way that that can impact and hurt other people mm-hmm. and hinder how you're able to see yourself. I think that that's it's really sad that people don't do enough self-reflection yeah to realize how even just small things yeah especially when it's someone that's like a caregiver supposed to be a caregiver yeah because my grandmother like really like she raised me all she brought me home from the hospital <laughs> so yeah she was very much oh, wow really yeah I thought you knew that no do you know what my sister like taking care of me and stuff did I t- so my my mom was on drugs when she had me and I was really premature, I think about like a month or two. And so I was really underweight. And 
And my, I was in the intensive care unit for like a, a good few months, I believe. And my sister was the only person that could feed me. Like I would not eat. And so like the nurses like snuck her in and scrubs to feed me. Um, and my sister, we're, my sister's like eight to nine years older than me, depending on, because we're both Gemini, or Gemini twins, my sister and I. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also premature too. So yeah, she, my sister in a lot of ways is very much my mother. And I very much like, am, I mother her sometimes too. <laughs> So, but yeah, my, my grandmother, she was never the grandmother, like, that other people have, because she raised me, like, as a mother, rather than, like, I escaped to my grandmother's house, kind of yeah. grandmother, so, yeah. Yeah. And we're, I guess, with the both of us are still working through, like, our food things, mm-hmm. like, we talked about how I felt like this year, a lot of my binge eating stuff was coming up beginning this year. Because these were Same. things that I thought that I had dealt with last year, <laughs> and we're like, wait, no, we're we're circling back, bitch. There's more to unpack here, and I was like, okay. Yeah. And every day I'm like, this is this is it. I'm not gonna do it anymore. And then the little things that happen, or like, I don't even realize I'm doing it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It can. It's something that can really sneak up on you, and it's one of those issues where it's not like something like drinking it's not like some other form of addiction right where you never have to see it or be around it ever again it's food sustenance right and when you're overdoing it with food even if it's not in the intentional way (laughs) of comforting yourself it's because I feel like for me my issues with food are rooted in the fact that I never really got to see my mom very much when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to blame it on my mom, mm-hmm. but my grandma raised me, yeah. too. Um, and I would basically only see my mom on the weekends, like, a little bit, mm-hmm. because she was working a lot. So, my relationship with food was kind of at first this denial of I was a really picky eater. Mm-hmm. I Me too. Yeah. yeah. I, I was very specific about the types of foods that I wanted to eat. So it became a punishment some of the things that I was forced to eat because my grandma made certain southern cooking that I just didn't like and it yeah. didn't resonate with me and I didn't want to eat it. So I started like punishing like my feet. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> chitlins! I ate, I ate more black-eyed peas than I think somebody should ever be subjected to eat. I've, <laughs> I'm serious. I've had black-eyed peas and ham hocks more times than I care to admit. Not the ham hocks, bitch. And ham hocks are in the bean. Oh no, they are in the. Yeah, bean. they need that for flavoring, don't they? Or so they say. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Your little face said otherwise just now. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It's it's the seasoning healthy foods with unhealthy foods for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the that for me. <laughs> I think that it just really changed my relationship with food to all of a sudden have access to foods that I really liked yeah. once we had moved from our own home. Is that our food? I can't see what you're pointing at. But and um sorry, it looks like there's like a star or something. Ooh. 
that's that's over in the distance and it caught my eye. Because it it's really cloudy out, but it is. Um, <laughs> but it went from like a denial of mm. just this basic need to having an abundance, to maybe. having an abundance of it, being overly indulgent in it, and using it to kind of mask pain. Yeah. So they say that it's easier to. To reach for pain than it is to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. So I, I, I never heard that, but I do like that expression. It's easier to reach for pain than to work for pleasure. Oh, wow, that's really good. Um, for me, I think I'm just realizing the last few months that the eating, it, a lot of it is emotional, like trying to like cover up emotional stuff or like taking comfort in it. And it wasn't something that I would have said last year when I was working through things. Um, it might not have been, but I think a lot of it is, honestly. And I, I mean, I don't know where exactly it started. Uh, but, yeah, it's just something, like, I, I, I used to make myself throw up. I used to, like, cut myself when I was younger, which I don't think anybody knew besides my sister. And, yeah. This is the first for me, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Of hearing, yeah. Yeah. Of this, hearing you say that. Yeah, this was like, and I was in middle school and I was doing these things. Yeah. I wasn't, I, I was making that. myself not eat as well. So yeah, it was very, a lot of very low self-worth, um, very early on. Yeah. There's, there's a, definitely an element of punishment. Oh yeah. With food. Because, especially if you're somebody that binge eats, after a while it starts to hurt. My sister like, just tried to call me. <laughs> she just tried to FaceTime me. What? Yeah. Hey, sis. <laughs> I can't hear you. Hey. <laughs> hey, sister. And I, oh, I just, and I, like, declined it real fast. Oh, she's probably going to think, I'll have to shoot her in text message later. You want to stop for a second? No. Yeah. Her? I'm not going to call her back. I'm just going to let her know that I'm not ignoring her. Okay. <laughs> did not hear you. Okay, perfect. So I had to pause it because my sister was trying to FaceTime me and I told her that I was doing a podcast. Hey, sis. Love you, sis. Okay. Did we say all that we had to say on Bajidi? You want to move on to something else? Yeah, I think it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was a cold drink. It just changed up the tone. I think, I think that's pretty good. Like, <laughs> I think we've covered what we need to cover as far as that. It's very crazy how we've dealt with traumas very similarly. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you brought up something that I didn't know about you, and it's definitely something that we have in common mm-hmm. and that we share. <laughs> I would say that I'm surprised, but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you thought that I cut in my youth. I'm glad that you thought that. <laughs> she's, she's gonna let me hang out here. Real in the gold. <laughs> okay, something else that we have. In, oh, yeah, I'm, we already talked about a little bit. Like, our mom stuff. Mm. My mom uh, has issues with abuse, or, uh, you know, addiction. <laughs> and uh, been on and off the wagon for a while. She was clean for most of my life, I just want to say. And it wasn't until the last few years where um, that was not the case. And it was something that I did, I'd never actually, like, 
knew about or rather had to witness until the last few years because my sister because she's so much older than me did witness and like know the things that I didn't know in my youth things that I didn't see even when our mom like had us for like a few years in Georgia so yeah I mean like for her it's it's been very hard to to have that stuff rehash yes Georgia was a place for you you didn't know that no do you live in Georgia too that's so crazy did you live in Georgia bitch (laughs) when my when my dad moved away he begged me to come and live with him in Georgia really and then I never heard from him again (laughs) oh after I said no yeah that's great when was that we moved, I did second grade at Minable, and then we moved down there, um, I did thir- third grade in Georgia, and then I came back for fourth grade. Yeah, but my sister stayed there until I was in high school. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We were, my, my sister and I were separated for a few years, and she came back when I was in high school, and it was like it was almost like a night and day difference because we because she was so much older than me Mm -hmm. she was in high school when I was like just a kid so I was very much annoying (laughs) (laughs) you were a kid yeah I mean she has stories of like her being in her room and me like like trying to kick the door down to try to get in which is I guess some Gemini shit too I don't know (laughs) or her like being in the bathroom and me sticking my fingers under the (laughs) door My sister kept a... I drew her a picture because I had to poop. I drew her a picture of me I mean, pooping and chopping off her head. Because <laughs> I was like, you've been in there too long. You had time to do this. And <laughs> slide out of the door. Yeah. It was, there was a time. <laughs> I'll have to ask her for the picture so I can send I mean, yeah. I'm going to say this ad. This ad's up. <laughs> It adds up to past, past Um, you. Yeah, past you. (laughs) Past university. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for attending. (laughs) Past university. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Um. Our handwriting is both illegible. We can't. <laughs> but you're also reading it upside down. I think I said what I said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, mine is pretty bad. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that said. Um, but I guess something else in the mom stuff. Like, I'm still, like, taking it day by day. Because it's never something that you quite, like, get over. Mm-hmm. And I feel like recently I realized that from, like, the stretches of not hearing from my mom, from thinking, like, the worst possible thing, like, she's dead in a ditch somewhere or something, or, like, me never knowing. If she did die, me never knowing, because she doesn't run with, the, I guess, the same group of people all the time, I would assume. Right. So, like, I just, I don't, I don't know if I would ever know if she died while she was, like, in the street, in the streets. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, I don't know if it's a fear, it's just, like, I get used to, like, not hearing from her. So when I do hear from her, it rattles me sometimes. Mm. And it's something I think that I push down. That it's kind of disruptive to hear from somebody that you don't normally hear from and you have a tumultuous relationship with? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And 
and I hate to say tumultuous because like I very much love my mom and I know my mom very much loves me and when we are together for long periods of time we have really good conversations Mm -hmm. and we like catch up and stuff so it's like really healthy for the both of us and really healing yeah but it is the in-between of not like hearing or seeing her um that when I do hear or see from her sometimes it throws it throws me off because I'm like now I have to like open up a little bit more again Mm -hmm. and then close down when you're not when I don't hear or see from, see you, so. I don't know the same thing for you, or. Um, I think that I, being a dysregulated person, I've now regulated what my boundaries are with my mom. Mm-hmm. So, the amount that we talk to each other is appropriate for what our relationship is. Okay. And for how healthy it is okay I think when I don't hear from her for a really long time that's more startling to me and it brings up some pretty pretty rough times would you say it brings up abandonment issues potentially (laughs) (laughs) sorry I have a really high pitched laugh (laughs) I hope nobody's, like, listening with the headphones. Maybe I need to put, like... Headphone warning? I don't know how I would do that, because it's a podcast, and we've already started. (laughs) If their ears bleed, it bleeds. No, I'm kidding. Um, I would say for me, like, I, I know for sure that I had, like... I think it presented itself to me not necessarily as abandonment issues, but fear of commitment issues on the other end of the spectrum... Like, when I was in high school. Because all of my <laughs> relationships, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. they were, like, the longest one lasted a week. And, like, I've been, I haven't dated anybody since high school. I haven't kissed anybody since high school. Mm-hmm. I haven't had anything with anybody since high school dated. She's training. lying. I kissed her. <laughs> I not. kissed her on her face. On the neck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's clarify. These uh, are her confessions. This, this was at a, like, a drunken... Point. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. And this was after, like, a rough date for you that you actually had. So, yeah, it wasn't like we were out here yeah, doing no. the nasty or nothing. But. Yeah. I mean, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> that sounds bad, but. So, like you were saying. <laughs> so, yeah, like, none of my relationships in high school if you can even call them relationships because they were only like in school relationships mm-hmm. where like maybe I talked to them outside school like once or twice but like mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it like I would see them at school yeah and immediately I would feel like very like claustrophobic and I remember having one like acquaintance slash friend of mine at the time be like maybe you're just gay and I was like I don't know no why'd you say and that calling why would you say that about me <laughs> So I think it it was some of that, Mm -hmm. but very much, like, fear of commitment. Because I I, I just do feel like sometimes, as soon as I start to like someone and, like, it starts to happen for me, I don't like them anymore. And that has been kind of a fear for me, like, moving forward. I think that's interesting, because I think a couple things happen for you. You tend to pick people Mm -hmm. that won't pick you. Right. So, when people finally pick you, <laughs> no. the, the psychology behind really wanting somebody, really chasing after someone, and then when they like you, 
and you saying no is basically an an act of proving to yourself that that person's no longer worth it because yeah. you're not worthy of being liked. Right. Like you you mentioned this like yeah. picking people that are unavailable to prove that I wasn't like lovable or whatever. Me with married <laughs> men. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what, like, is interesting. Oh, it's, is that Snow Witch? No, it's rain. That has to be rain. It looks like snow coming from that oh, light, doesn't it? I think it is snow. Is it? I it's think no it's way. snow. It is, is snowing right now. Oh, wow. Um, some, so that's some rebirth and, like, clarity type shit and purity. Some shit. You know what's funny? I'm gonna point this out, but, I mean, you haven't got to that part in the series. So there's this... I'm a writer, by the way, if people don't know. There's a part in um, the book three of my series where um, the main in, the main uh, character and one of the love interests are in Korea, and it's not Leo. <laughs> it's Aaron. <laughs> where they, it's snowing outside. They were talking on the balcony about, like, really personal stuff. No way. Yeah. But, like, it's funny because, like, uh, you know, if an owl comes down, I'm going to swear I'm going to lose my shit. Then owl, like, swoops down in that scene for them in the book because mm-hmm. it's one of Dom's um, spirit guides and that's like the first time presenting itself but Al is also one of my spirit guides oh wow so if we get an Al down here bitch first of all I'm gonna lose my shit because this is a small patio and Al's are big as fuck I'm allergic to feathers and like they look creepy Owls look creepy there's only some of them that are actually cute in my opinion like their eyes and their beaks some of them just look straight like I'm not here for it you got a little clamped up there. Do you like owls? I do. <laughs> but can you admit that some of them look creepy? I feel respected by them. <laughs> so you're like, no, not agree to such. To the owl community. <laughs> As your your gracious guest and not co host, I respect the owl community. <laughs> and the beauty. And the beauty. Okay. Yeah, it's snowing, so... What are the odds? Um, 50-50, I guess, technically. <laughs> to one. <laughs> no, we to one. <laughs> but it would snow right now. Yeah. Is it actually snowing? It is. Okay. Um, so we talked... We friends with a lot of stuff. you have No. I wanted to move on to a different um, oh, yeah. subcategory under the Twin Flame stuff. Um, so our business stuff, <laughs> we have um, very similar names for our business. And it's funny because I remember like when I was looking through the, or like when I put my business name in the- I thought you ripped it off for me. I did maybe like subconsciously because I was like, do you remember me saying, maybe Asia has something very similar, but I couldn't remember what it was. I knew, like, it was something very similar, but I was, like, it came up, because my name came up free, so I was, like, okay, well, it's not that. Yeah. You want to say what yours is? Mine is Living Lights. And mine is Living Brightly, LLC, so. Yeah. (laughs) Do you do, do you pay, do you get paid for readings, too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you both do, like, Oracle Tarot readings, and you, (laughs) you you're doing, like, consultations, too, right? Yeah. When I say two, I mean, like, I don't do them yet, but that is the goal. <laughs> is it, like, life and spiritual? Excuse me. Expansion? It's an owl. Oh, shut the front door. 
It wasn't an actual owl. It just swooped down. We have all of our, pretty much all of our cards, Oracle and Tarot cards, near us, and she just picked up some of the deck, and it's a, it's an owl in one of the cards. Um, we can't make this shit up, people. And it's a, it says expansion. <laughs> you she's speechless. Delilah is speechless. Um, your little face oh, right now. Which <laughs> isn't great on a podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys could have seen her. She's just like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> just mouth wide open. Right. Wide Little hands out, just in a, in a gasp. <laughs> That's. We're going to talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Off camera. <laughs> off, off air. <laughs> As you search around for Because I'm being asked and good too by I forgot about that TV show. Oh, really? What was that called? Was it punked? Punked. Yeah. Do you feel like we're being punked right now? <laughs> Universally punked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our business stuff is pretty similar. Because it's both like spiritual and like business stuff. Yeah, tell and them where they can find you at. Uh, they know where they can find me at. <laughs> yeah, the, the snow's picking up. Um, oh, is there snow in that card? It looks really w- wintry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my... I guess I actually didn't say it at the beginning of the podcast. They can follow me on Instagram at... <laughs> at Wilgo's Naomi for my personal and at uh, Living Brightly LLC for my business. Where can they find you at Delilah? They can find me at livinglights.com. And if you also wanted to follow my business Instagram, Mm -hmm. at livinglights. Yeah, this is picking up a lot. Wow. I don't know if... It's a mix It probably, yeah. Because I felt like a little little droplet on my, my finger over here. Oh, got a little tilt to it. Some wind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, talk talk more about what your upcoming plans are. <laughs> so I guess the the plans are to expand my shop at okay. my at livingbrightlyllc.com. Expand my shop on there, which is funny because that's an expansion. <laughs> um, so I'm just doing like... Slow down a little bit. No, not really. Um, the plan for this month... I. I Decided I wanted to do one new thing for my shop each month. Uh, the plan this month was to do, like, incense cones. And that's something that I want to do. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're, they seem pretty simple to make, honestly. It's just, like, waiting for them to dry. Yeah. Appropriately. Which is, can be different depending cool. on the area you live in. Yeah. <laughs> what and kind then. of development do you have going on with your writing? Uh, it's still underway. <laughs> Yeah. It was, well, it's harder than, like, it's not so simple as far as being like, oh, yeah, it's done. Is it, what? Oh, your phone got wet. No. Um, yeah, my critique partner, like, they're, they're helping me restructure things. (laughs) Why did you put it there? (laughs) 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 Moving on. (laughs) I need to know where the phone is. (laughs) Um, so yeah, like I, it's I don't, it's not something that I want to rush 
because I believe in divine timing and I think that things happen as they should for sure. so like I don't want to rush their process I don't want to rush my process um because things I want things to be revealed and like worked on as they should not like you know what I mean so yeah that's not something I'm necessarily I'm not worried about it like I know it'll happen why did you pour it out definitely <laughs> why did you pour it out <laughs> don't <laughs> okay oh okay um yeah so you want to talk about your writing things with Billy and Nate <laughs> as of right now there's a few creative projects a few things that I'm working on outside of wanting to get more involved in in coaching and spiritual yeah. coaching and performing readings for people and giving people Reiki because I also do Reiki mm-hmm. are your prices on your website yes okay my prices are on my website Feel free to look me up, livinglights.com. What was the livinglights.com? Okay, thank you. And uh, so some of the creative projects that I had been thinking about working on is to go back to the story that I've been working on roughly (laughs) since I was 17 and making it into a webtoon because I think that it'd be an interesting medium. It would be for what the story is. Yeah, uh... And they're, they're low-key Twin Flames, too. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, the stories are somewhat... Our stories. Initially, they were somewhat pretty similar. Yeah. As far as the dynamics between the two lead characters. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> so, I think now it'll be, it'll be nice to go back... As an adult, mm-hmm. with a different take and perspective on their relationship, yeah, and through the medium of also being able to see them, mm-hmm. the representation that I have in there physically, like race, gender-wise, yeah, I think it. Really <laughs> <laughs> okay, so f- we have to talk about this because we added. We didn't mention it earlier how Jungkook was definitely like an aesthetic. And, uh, oh, for both of our characters? Yeah. <laughs> so for my main male uh, lead, he is Jungkook from BTS, is, like, the aesthetic and, like, I guess almost character, like, personality mm-hmm. inspiration for Leo. And the same for you for, um, for Nate. I don't know, pers- definitely not personality-wise, but, um, looks-wise. <laughs> yeah. We, we know the picture that... The Lot family. Was it 2019 or was that 2020? No, I think that was 2019. Yeah, 2000. That was a wild. That was wild. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> it was It was peak, uh, peak um, Satan quality of him at that Lot family concert reunion thing, whatever. <laughs> It was just too much. It was too much, and obviously, obviously not. Jungkook obviously. was the moment. It was the moment. He was the moment, and um, his moments make me like realize, like, hey, yeah, you're not like a lesbian. Like, you still like dudes. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the time, it's him for me. It's only him for you. Not only, but a lot of time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Your face. 
like n- like the three percent of me that like likes dudes most of the time is Jungkook. I can see that. And you talked about how I like precious precious things, and I think that like is funny because K-pop boys are typically flower precious. B- yeah, flower boys. Yeah. Yeah. Soft and cuddly, and is that the food? Yes. I mean, 